It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, welcome back to Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Yeah, that's Super Producer Jeremy Beam on the horn. Uh, <laughs> this is a quarantine pod. I'm in the bunker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, cough all you want, dude. I'm at least four nautical miles away from your location. Gosh. Um, with me as always, Spencer. Yeah, that's me. We're uh, not w- w- with me in uh, spirits. Yeah, we're all separate, man. They wouldn't let us. The government wouldn't let us be together. So yeah, yeah. we get to be separate. But I, I made all six interns go to Jeremy's house, so they're all working from his master bedroom. <laughs> on that, uh, he he actually bought Shaq's bed, that giant Superman shaped bed from Cribs. Oh, nice. Yeah, the so big, they're the, chilling the hard. biggest bed on Earth, he said. He has a Guinness World Record. Oh, I heard that. I remember reading a thing um, after that episode aired. And I guess some guy saw that episode and was like, fuck it, I'll get bigger. Just some rich dickhead. He was like, I'll get a bigger bed. If that's the record, I'll get a bigger fucking bed. Yeah, that's how anyway, Guinness work, man. Just break it barely. Or just make up your own crazy one where it's like, furthest distance pushing a hard-boiled egg with your nose in an airport. I got that record. Oh, yeah. I think the main criteria is giving them $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I think you just pay the guy and he comes out. To come out and watch you do stupid shit. Yeah, we're on lockdown. Um, I had Monday off because they were just cutting our hours. And then on Tuesday, they're like, all right, we're going to probably not come in. Uh, Friday will be our last day. And then I got back from lunch, and they're like, just go home and come back in, like, two months. And I was like, all right, you guys are still paying me? All right, we're, we're chill then. So I'm fortunate, but um, I've been in my house for two days. Um, I can't clean anymore, <laughs> and it's just, I, I don't know. I'm already stir-crazy, so I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be doing for 20 times this amount of time. Yeah, I've been kind of losing it. I, it goes through phases. From, sometimes I'm like, man, this is great. I can just watch eight episodes of Sopranos in a row and not feel guilty. And then you just want to scratch your face off. I've, I've um, injured myself a lot in my life. So I've had a lot of surgery recoveries, like where I, both my, yeah. were, I had to stay on a couch for six weeks. So I'm kind of used to quarantine, but it drives you fucking crazy. The one thing I'm lacking is no sweet painkillers. That makes quarantine fun. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Last time I was quarantined was cause I got my wisdom teeth pulled and they gave me like 1200 milligram, Vicodins, and I was like, I don't even know if they make them that strong anymore. I was just, and I'm not an opiate person. They just completely obliterate me. So I'm oh, just yeah. like not not taking a shit for three days, just zonked. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I'm an, I think every drug person, I can find something great in every drug I've tried. So uh, yeah, big fan of quarantine on opiates. So any fans you want to mail some stuff in, I'd be happy to take it. I'm trying to view a glass half full because I'm like, I'm just sitting around in my apartment, just like I can't go anywhere, like. Is this how Napoleon felt? <laughs> you're trying to get yourself to historical figures. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you're like, oh, I mean, like people went through the Holocaust. I think I'm fine. And then, like four hours later, you're like, well, I can't jerk off anymore. I don't think medically. <laughs> this, is, this is a yeah. bit too much. I went and hung out with a friend yesterday, and he was trying to just do the stupidest shit. He was like, hey, let's go to May's Diner, which is just a barely a notch above a Denny's. I'm like, first of all, they're closed, and I'm not going there to get to-go food. And then he's like, well, let's go to a, let's go to the bikini bar. What? 
Neither of us drink, first of all. I'm not going to a fucking bar to drink soda. Second of all, the bar is closed. And yeah, it's like being like, oh, I'm allergic to cheese sticks. Let's go to Hooters. You're like, that's not... We're good. <laughs> yeah, and then you just wanted to go to Target. I'm like, I honestly, I have everything I need. I'm stocked up on food. I got plenty of supplies. So it's not even like he has to go out. He's just looking for a reason to to <laughs> to not be at a safe distance from others. Yeah, which is funny, too, because he's under the impression... I like how the like the kind of, like, Conspiracy theories are going both ways because I have one friend who's saying that this is fake and they just started it so we forget about Bernie and don't vote for him. But then I also have a <laughs> conservative friend who thinks <laughs> the other way. He's like, no, it's the liberals who created this. And both of them are out in the world doing shit. But, well, there's no such thing as, you know, once you get up that high, it's all a facade. I think I think people on both, you want to, oh, can we get a conspiracy drop? Oh, oh well, where's it at? Where's it at? Must be Is it playing? All right. What, what's your conspiracy? <laughs> I think, I think they personally they gave this disease. Um, they let it spread. I think it was that disease everybody had at the beginning of the year. You know, everybody got their ass kicked for like a week and a half. Me personally, I was out for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was already it. A lot of people already had it, but they're just kind of they're letting the media hype it up so it'll crash Trump's economy because they've literally pulled out every stop <laughs> to to try and tank this guy. Literally, they're like, I was watching. I was just showing Hannah the um, my uh, uh, a video I saw on Instagram where this lady's like, "Why do you keep calling it the Chinese virus?" He's like, "It's from China." She's like, it's, "Don't you realize that's from racist?" And he goes, "It's from China." <laughs> it's just like oh shit so i think yeah, they I mean, just pulled out all the stops so they're like oh because we, we've for the past like five six years we've been just pushing back what happened in 2008 basically we just like reset the clock bailed everybody out and we're like just postponing another collapse and then with the economic effects of what are happening you know right now due to the coronavirus i think that that's gonna kind of trigger that's gonna be the first domino that kicks down the another massive recession yeah, because what I, I mean, I get the conspiracy part, but what I don't like is the people who are saying that this disease just doesn't exist. It's like, okay, you're going <laughs> yeah. on a conspiracy train, go with they gave us this disease on purpose. Like, I just always see people who type, like, uh, I saw Joseph P. Larkin type it. My friend Bo typed the same thing where he's like, do you actually know anyone who has it? This is bullshit. And it's <laughs> like, I know, I personally know two people who have it. So I don't know <laughs> that it's real, and I know people who are diagnosed. <laughs> you, do, yeah, do you know anybody? They weren't um, expecting a yes, but Spencer knows fucking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and I know how many yeah. confirmed cases are at each hospital. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not worried about it. Like in that regard, I just have you ever seen the show Utopia? No, but I so, seen the trailer for Zootopia, the Disney flick. Oh yeah, very similar, very similar. So uh, in Utopia, it's this British show from like ten years ago, but it's fucking brilliant. It's like so beautifully shot and like wardrobed and casted, um, very colorful. And it, but it's all about like the British government. They start a global pandemic, so that because they're in bed with like pharmaceutical companies, so they start a global pandemic, so they can double down on making money off the vaccine, which they already have. And then also the vaccine has uh, sterilizers in it. 
So no. they're like, oh, let's population control. Let's also sterilize everybody while we're at it. So yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm, I, I was going to do that as a hats off uh, to British television. <laughs> I what? British let's TV. get specific. Can we get a hats off here? Hats off to you, sir. <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. What I really am enjoying about British TV is being an ugly American about it is because I'm watching these very well-written shows and they're done very well. But then the moment they call anything different than I'm used to, I just start hysterically laughing like they call <laughs> trainers. They call them trainers. They it's a sneaker, bud. Crisps, these fools. Well, they're like, no, no, no. If you weren't for tennis, they're tennis shoes. But I don't know yeah. why you would call trainers tennis shoes. That doesn't make any. You tennies. Keep laughing. But different British words they have that are different than ours. So I'm getting a big kick out of that. Yeah, they're silly. Um, why call it a cookie, a biscuit? What do you call biscuits? You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. What's the deal with it? Why, no right. wonder we came Go to ahead. America to start make our own words. Also, they did confirm, like, every British show I watch, the only thing they eat is fish and chips. And it makes me think, like, they really, <laughs> that is the only good thing they have to eat. They're just uh, constantly fish and chips. Um, shepherd pie, um, bangers and mash. Bangers and mash, haggis. But that's a, a lot of those are just like German foods anyway that they just kind of like co-opted and made worse. Yeah, they like, just threw like, like shitty beans in the mix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, what would make um, like eggs and toast um, much worse? Like um, a can of baked beans with no bacon in it? <laughs> oh, fuck, sold. <laughs> Shepherd's yeah. pie is pretty good. You go to um, in Australia, they have a like um, pot pies are a thing. Like you go to like gas stations, and they're like monster taquitos at AMPMs here. So yeah, they're starting like, to push the Australian pies. I've noticed. And I was in the frozen section of the grocery store, and they had a bunch of their. It's a brand called Aussie Pies, and they're basically hot pockets, but just in a different. <laughs> it's, no, it's just Aussie Osborne it has nothing to do with Australia. Yeah. And Aussie. oh, in the. In, in the Aussie pie is bats, and that's how coronavirus started. I know. It's all coming around. Bad rap for bats, yeah. Oh, I mean, I kind of liked it before when uh, it was pigs, because we all ate pigs, so there could be more fear, you know? Oh, yeah, but when they're like uh, scorpion on a stick flu, you're like, okay, I, I can narrow down where this one started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have been over there eating stuff you're not supposed to for a little while. And uh, and frankly, I'm I'm tired of it. I mean, it's it's sad that it had to come to this. But some bro, some dude out there just ate a bat, and he might be fine. He might not have even got sick. He just passed it on to people. Do we well, even? You don't even have a patient zero because Bill Gates probably fucking just brought it over there. It's not like his first bat either. So his thing is like I've been eating bats my whole life. I mean, you know, it's like when someone like gets food poisoning from a restaurant you love, like. They're like, no, oh, they're again, they give me food poisons. Like, bro, I've been eating there forever. What are you talking about? I mean, dude, have you seen their dollar menu? They're the only ones holding true to a true value menu. Del Tacos was well. Does Del Tacos was. Taco Bell's now, like, they kind of reinvigorated it with a, new, a few new items. They have, like, that shredded chicken spicy quesadilla thing. Uh, beef, or was it be, uh, rice, bean, and cheese burrito? That's kind of nice, but, like... Arby's is the only one holding fast to like, no, we'll give you an actual value at a value. You know what I mean? Well, Del Taco does it. They, they, they have a 69 cent item. Dude, when I was in high school, beefy five layer burritos from Taco Bell 
were 69 cents. And then like six months later, they were 79 cents. And then yada, yada, yada. Now they're like 285. I'm like, how did you guys make them for literally a the tenth of, a 10% of the price? Where it's like, you can either get their like flavor of the month value box for $5 flat or any combo for $39. Yeah. It, it makes no, Taco Bell does the teaser dollar menu too, where they're like, we got these crazy cool burrito melts for $1, but they're only a dollar for like three weeks and then they're gone. Yeah, they tease you and then they raise the price. You get addicted like a beefy five layer. Or you do the, uh, you like, you'd be like, oh, can I get um, a soft taco? It's like a dollar forty now. You're like, first of all, that's crazy. And then you're like, all right, um, Mexican pizza. And now your total is eight forty five. You're like, how is a, a Mexican pizza fucking seven dollars? This is crazy. Yeah, like, I went there, I got two items and it was nine fifty, and I almost lost my mind. But uh, the- you might as well go to Zanku and get a real meal. Yeah, for way cheaper, way better. Although I do like the Taco Bell. But Taco Bell has an insane new thing I saw on the Taco Bell subreddit. It's three chalupas that are, like, glued together, and then you just rip them off. So it's like, imagine, like, someone buys, like, three lotto tickets and has the perforated line you have to tear. But they're, they're perforated tacos? Yeah, where it's three chalupas stuck together, and you tear them apart. Has no one seen uh. this? Jeremy, you got something on your mind? I see those eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the audio listeners, we're Skyping each other, so we see each other's silly gooseness. Um, and I keep seeing Jeremy ramping up to something, and he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, Taco Bell, you can either spend $3 or $45 by yourself. Yeah, it's fucked. Um, all right, so I'm going to kick off uh, hats off. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to you, sir. Let me get that thumbs up when you're ready. Hey, so this is a fun one because if we're getting into conspiracies, this is a fun one. Um, <laughs> as far as conspiracies go, Amazon is rolling out this uh, cashierless walkout technology. So basically, they open their own grocery storefront. Like they have, they have a storefront in um, Glendale at the Galleria, which is like it's just like their most popular items that they sell online. They actually have them in like a brick and mortar store at the Galleria, like, next to the fountain and the train and shit. So check. then they... like It's like going to the S scene on TV store where you're like, it's all... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, precisely. Uh, indubitably, my friend. They uh, But they opened their own grocery store in San Francisco. And apparently, this grocery store is you just scan as you're picky putting the things in your cart, and then you just walk out the front door. So it's all integrated into, like, Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever, Google Wallet. Amazon, your card's already on file with them. Yeah, yeah ex exactly. So you just so you, check out you through like your Prime account. In? What's that? You just get your own scanner when you walk in? No, it's probably all just done through like the Amazon app. Because even like Amazon, they have like Freshly or whatever, where you you can switch over to Amazon Groceries and it's like same day delivery. They just yeah. like go to the grocery store for you. But Amazon is now, they. I guess it's been so successful over the past few months that they... Um, now they're now offering this just walk out technology to all retailers. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And, and it's a hats off because I'm, I'm hoping that the program does not exist and they're just encouraging people to just leave without paying. Oh. Just, just smash the competition by everyone stealing. Yeah, exactly. So how Walmart like pushed everybody out. Now Walmart's getting smashed by Amazon. Now I, Amazon's just encouraging people to steal. <laughs> 
they just put up signs like I, that's gonna be the newest thing. I'm gonna go to Kinko's and like uh, Photoshop a bunch of signs to print out. <laughs> I was just uh, just like because I did that for a while. I bought like a hundred pack of um, Ask Us Our Wi-Fi password, just stickers, and I'll just stick them on like coffee shops and restaurants and stuff. So I don't get to like see the fruits of my labor, but I know that. But you know. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll go to like Baja Fresh down the street and they're asking me about our Wi-Fi stickers still there like a month later. And I'm like, oh, the employees are getting so annoyed. They're like, why do people keep asking for the Wi-Fi? <laughs> we could, we're Baja Fresh. We clearly don't have Wi-Fi. But if you do, you just get this um, like now integrated with Amazon just walk out technology <laughs> at like Target. And then just people are just stealing in mass. I think that yeah, could be a cool funny. idea. Amazon's smart. They're good at customer service. Uh, they're good at refunds, and they might as well just uh, have thievery across the board for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, all right, well, whatever companies have survived our onslaught of capitalism, um, check this shit out. And then they're just encouraging, like, very uh, blue-tie looting. I used to get a lot of, with the Wi-Fi thing, I used to piss a lot of my, at my bar, we didn't have public Wi-Fi, but we had a Wi-Fi that said Red Table Wi-Fi. It was just for our computer system. And for some, I kept telling my boss, like, just change that to a different thing so the customers quit asking for it. But when they would get mad that we don't have Wi-Fi, I would say, well, we encourage our customers to interact with each other and engage. And people yeah, that's get smart. You know what's cool about Amazon I liked? I did the uh, Amazon deliver me grocery thing because uh -huh. I didn't want to deal with the stores. It was like three days out, so I had to wait three days for my food. Then they ended up canceling my order but said I canceled it, so I'm all fired up like, fuck, I waited three days. But then they gave me a fifty dollar uh, gift card to Amazon as an apology. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that is the one good thing about Amazon is they're going to be like our evil overlords, like them and Google competing for our robot souls. But overall, it's like they, they it's like Bill Gates stopping to pick up the hundred dollar bill. You know that um yeah. that that proverb. They uh, but they're like yeah, they just basically click on your account if there's like if this is like rare activity. Or you don't like return stuff often. They just literally just go. You just go. Hey, I. It says it was delivered and it wasn't. And they go. All right. Here you go. We'll send another one. Yeah, it's not worth their time. So yeah, if you want to scam them, you can get away with it for a little while until you get on their list or something. Because imagine yeah. getting on the list where you're not allowed to order Amazon anymore. You think they do that to people? Where they're like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't. I, it's got to just be like tied to an email, which I can't imagine they do. I think that would be funny, like the person who's banned from... Uh, I bet you Kenny Lyons banned from Amazon. That'd yeah, be well, like, for the podcast, I, I, uh, I was running out of my own like personal uh, Google Drive space. So I just, I just... You just start a new email. You just write down the email and password somewhere. Like uh, for hogopod at gmail.com. Write in questions, comments, corrections, suggestions. Um, but I just use that Google Drive because... You you just start you just open a new email and they give you like what is it like fifteen gigabytes free storage cloud storage. Oh yeah, I've done that to get yeah I've gone through all my my old emails to get like an extra seven days on fucking ESPN Plus or whatever. Yeah. Um. All right. What do you got? What's next? Well, I got a. I guess I got a, just a general gloves off. Gloves off. Let's get that sound by. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Yeah. This one's. <laughs> This one's not all that fun, but I'm going to give a big <laughs> to the Center of Disease Control. Oh, but shit. I've been following them. Uh, I got a lot of family. I got a lot of doctors, surgeons, 
my lady works at a hospital, so I'm like trying to see what their rules are. And they're saying that uh, for a while they were saying like it's okay to just wear the regular mask that you see everyone wearing, which does nothing to stop the virus at all because it just hovers in the air and that doesn't stop it. And they're saying you need a that World Health Organization saying you need a a ventilator mask. Like all medical professionals should have ventilator masks. They're not available because people are buying them. And now the CDC came out today and said, if if you're out of masks at your hospital, it's okay to wear scarves. It's okay to use scarves and bandanas as a replacement. Oh, and there's, that's why hospitals don't have them. We got interns wearing them. Yeah. Our jackass <laughs> producer over here has a ventilator mask. <laughs> fucking, while the love of my life is dragging her almost dead body across a hospital floor trying to save people. Hey, I literally, I have... A dozen of them because I, I just put them in my earthquake kit like two years ago so I don't know if they still work but if your lady wants a couple she's welcome to yeah, yeah I'll see because I, I don't know like their stock is insane but the fact that the CDC is saying like you need to go to work because if the medical professionals are sick then who the fuck is going to take care of people that, that seems <laughs> to be hot priority but well, I see if you can wear, if scarves are going to stop it, then I was trying to think of who's going to be all okay. Uh, Johnny Depp is going to be fine. <laughs> Liam Steven Gallagher. Tyler's, Steven Tyler's microphone stand is not <laughs> going to be affected in any way. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll be able to listen to Champagne Supernova in the apocalypse. That's for sure. <laughs> Shit, well, that's Oasis. Is it? Who cares? Yeah. Isn't Liam Gallagher from Oasis? Oh, and I said Steven Tyler, his mic stand. Oh, no, I was just saying all Scarfy rock stars. Oh, he's a Scarfer. Okay, yeah, anyone, any yeah. Scarfing rocker. And I asked James Blunt bring a scarf, and she's like, I don't want to get my scarf infected. I mean, it's not going to do anything. So, but, uh, so yeah, we got to get some masks to the people. Cause yeah, I got to, um, I, I mean, I got to save a couple of them in case it gets to that point, but I have like 10 free um, with like the official 3M. You're supposed to use them in like a paint booth when you're like spraying cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think they work for the same, uh, to the same extent. And so on that same note, gloves off to the CDC, but uh, with the Corona talk, hats off to Trader Joe's, man. Hats They're handling their so. shit. Oh, how so? I went to Trader Joe's, super mellow. They had a line outside, not because there were like a million people, but because they're only letting like 30 in at a time so you can yeah. practice proper distancing. One, they had like everything in stock. I got... I didn't need toilet paper, but I got paper towels, no problem. All the food I wanted. They have a general, like, hey, don't buy more than two of anything. Like, don't be a jackass. Yeah. But what, what I dug was they had every cart lined up, and they had a little sanitizing wipe placed on the cart already. Mm -hmm. So that's just going to make the, the general public feel good. Well, and there's no chaos. It was very calm there. Yeah, we've talked about that before where, um, like, I'll go to Gelson's every now and then, and they, they literally have the same thing as every other grocery store. It's just a little bit more expensive. So they can keep like a classier clientele. Yeah, they have, like, can get Lay's potato chips and Coca Cola, but then the, they still have like foie gras and like you know they got yeah they yeah got, yeah. There's some fancy shit, but I mean when you're spending like seven dollars as opposed to five dollars on Frosted Flakes, it's you're paying for the environment and the uh, the other people that are going to come there. You know what I mean? Experience. Yeah, exactly. And. I've I've I went in there the other day and they are experiencing zero of this. People are just 
Like, oh, no, after you. People are in the pasta aisle. Like, oh, after you. No, 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 after you. (laughs) It's it's hilarious. Where you go to Smart and Final and people are stabbing each other. I'm like, I'm a Smart and Final regular. You guys better show some type of decorum. Otherwise, I'm going to kick you out of here because this is not the Smart and Final way. There's a... There's a really good video of someone at Costco who just wheeled out a pallet of toilet paper and then someone just dubbed in zombie noises. <laughs> it shows all the people like they literally start clawing at the pallet, grabbing as much as they can. Why toilet paper? I don't know. I really want to go because I've got a good amount of toilet paper. I want to go toilet paper someone's house just as like a flex. He, I think I sent you that video on the Marty's group of um, somebody's dad just did the math on toilet paper. Oh, that's great. That is so good. <laughs> he was like, he's like, if you had like, okay, so the Costco big, uh, the bulk size toilet paper has like 30 rolls in it. And then he just runs through like 35 figures. And then he's like, so you'd need to take 187 shits per day. <laughs> for four family. Yeah. For a four person household. And it's I so like, hilarious. I like how like disgusted, um, I always forget it how like just like the disgusted faces wives make of their to their husbands like when they've just been married forever and they're just tired of oh, their, yeah. like when he started getting into it and he said like he said the word shit like she the wife looked at the camera like you are disgusting it's like <laughs> he's doing real math he's he's making something of his quarantine time he's he's doing a little math making a fun video you know he's getting his daughter like millions of fucking hits on instagram so now she can continue model you know she can get more viewers for her bikini modeling or whatever she's doing yeah and it's the most original toilet paper joke i've heard or like toilet paper based content i've heard in like a week and a half yeah it's really great the rest is lame like they um there's cool stuff like one thing that's lame i saw that like claw machines at arcades are filled with toilet paper now but who the fuck's going to arcades at this point yeah i don't arcades were dirty when there wasn't a pandemic (laughs) yeah i like though i saw one thing it's a a mexican restaurant is just doing a thing where you're like you get five pounds of chicken five pounds of carne asada we throw in salsa beans rice and four rolls of toilet paper and four rolls because you're gonna need it with that fucking salsa you want mild meteor hot with yeah, if you got mild or medium, and then if hot, you get hot, they throw in an extra roll of toilet paper. <laughs> they get the bonus, but I thought that was a rad little promotion because people are. I saw one guy; he's in just in the streets of LA with a sign that says "Please donate toilet paper," and then he's giving them away. But it is a weird. Oh, that's lot. cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Can I get a gloves off? Um. Let's just keep the Corona train rolling. So, uh, am I good to go? All right. There. Uh, there so, according to uh, sources, Fingerbridge sources, um, in Lopburi, Indonesia, due to a lack of tourists uh, fluctuating in and out and feeding the monkeys at the different temples, um, monkeys, and well, I'll put this on the Instagram, uh, monkeys. <laughs> Uh, are all just like flooding into town in search of food because they're not getting fed by tourists. And then apparently in the middle of the capital or the, the downtown of Lopburi, 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 I don't know. Uh, I need to figure out my Indonesian accent. But uh, two rival gangs of monkeys clashed into each other and just West Sided Story all over this fucking the town square. And it's, it's so legit. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
it reminded me doing the same thing. They're usually getting fed on like whale watching tours and stuff, and now they're coming uh-huh. to shore. They're like, wait a minute, we forgot <laughs> how to ourselves because of humans. This is how you find out that monkeys. Oh, here he's playing the video on this guy. Oh, that would be so fucking cool to see because that's a lot of monkeys. Oh, dude, it's it's two like rival kingdoms that have never met before, and they're just they just meet in the city, and they're like. Well, we're looking for food here. They're probably looking for food here. Let's just start fucking each other up. And what's the best is like in the middle of a video, this guy like just just right there. He's just plowing through the middle on a scooter. He doesn't even like check his 10 and 2. He's literally not even phased. He's like, get out of my way. And he just continues on to the fucking, I don't know, the steakhouse, wherever he's going. Usual. No, look at that. That's like a, that's like a 150 monkeys. Yeah, that's a lot. I thought it would be a dozen, but yeah, that's well over a hundred. And then what are they, babe? What are, what kind of monkeys were they? Macaque. I think they're macaque. It it doesn't Those sound. Are... I I thought it was fake when I first heard it too, but I think it's macaque monkeys. Macaque. They're probably ripping each other's macaques off in those fights. Yeah. But yeah, monkeys are the real deal, dude. I was in a, I was in Costa Rica one time and. They do that thing, like, don't feed the monkeys when you're in the jungle. Don't feed the monkeys. I'm, like, five miles into a rainforest. Of course, I want to feed the monkeys. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I I start feeding the monkeys, and it's, like, all cute at first. And then, like, 35 roll out, and I'm completely out of food. And I just, like, sprinting out of the rainforest because they're all, like, hissing and screaming (laughs) at me. It's like, oh, this is why I don't feed them. Yeah, it's like the same thing when you like feed ducks and then you run out of food and a goose starts chasing you or something. It's like there, you're gonna feed them, and they just become dependent on that. They don't know how to fucking hunt anymore, so they're going into villages. I remember uh, going to Laughlin as a kid. You'd go outside the Pioneer because we'd always go to the buffet Tuesday. Oh, feed the carp, yeah, yeah. You feed the carp. You put a quarter, and they give you all the fish food. We went down there, and the machines were like locked. The fish food like coin machines, and then uh, so we just start like. We go back up to the buffet, grab a couple of things. We're just throwing like scrambled eggs at these carp, and they start going crazy. Um, well, they locked the machines, and they had signs up going like, "Hey, please don't feed the fish. There's like a drought or something right now, or some type of disease." And we just go up and get some scrambled eggs and like some lobster tails, and we just come back down to the dock, and we're all like throwing the food at the fish. And then the guy comes up. He's like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be feeding the fish." He's like, we weren't. And but they're all up at the surface, like. Bah, 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 bah. Just like splashing and crashing. It's like he's like, clearly you guys were feeding them. Just fucking knock it off. I love doing that. I used to, yeah, I'd always feed them Cheetos and the, the carp are so gross. I used to, you could just spit in the water and they'd eat your spit. Oh, you thought like cigarette butts and like pennies. <laughs> but I remember when I was a little kid, I slapped one and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. But <laughs> I mean, I got them all to the surface and just slapped one in the head. Oh fuck, that's hilarious. Um, so. I'll put that video on Instagram, and uh, I h- highly recommend uh, The Monkey Kingdom by Disney Nature on Disney+. Plus. It's narrated by Tina Fey. It's a good narrative. It's fun. It's cute. It's funny. Um, and monkeys freak me the fuck out, dude, if I'm being honest. That's half of the fascination where I'm like, it's, bro, monkeys are so smart. Like, um, Hannah and I were talking about this. It's like, like you got like dogs and then pigs and then monkeys is and then humans obviously but the the branch of monkeys like there's stupid monkeys and smart monkeys you know what i'm saying 
Oh yeah, there. I mean, like, that's kind of trippy to think yeah. about. Like, I know there's monkeys that are like on the intelligence level of dogs, and then there's monkeys that are just like just shy of primitive humans. Yeah. Well, once I mean, I think it's yeah, like dolphins and gorillas and chimpanzees, primates. Those are, I mean, they're using tools. They're fucking. They have different sex positions. You know, they have orgies. They know oh, fuck doing. yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, not only like tools, but like they have like locations. They do like rituals. Like they know how to crack a nut, and if it doesn't work with like a twig, they use a rock. Shit like that. Where you're just like, that's a little too smart. They um. I, I saw the chimpanzee one on Disney, and they're all just eating these figs. And then when it runs out of flavor, they pull this giant chaw of figs out of their mouth, and then they dunk it in water and stuff it back in their mouth because it, like, refreshes the taste. And I was like, oh, these things are too smart for my comfort. I'm going to stay <laughs> on my toes for corona and monkeys. If I run into a monkey in Wuhan, <laughs> that thing's getting a two-piece. I'm going to put a hook. Little, I would do the same thing if I would, like, I'd have gum, it would lose its flavor, and I'd put it on my, uh, I'd put it on my desk, go to bed, and eat it the next day, and then the flavor would be back. Um, it's gross, but I'm. I don't know uh, if that's science. I'm as smart as a chimp. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> at least, at least. Um, and then I got a couple news updates, and that's about all I have content-wise. What do you got? I got a. Uh, well, one thing. There's this guy, Matt Corvin, go hate on him on social media. He lived in Tennessee, and when all this shit started going down, he just drove all over the South, going to all these dollar stores and cheap-ass places, buying all the hand sanitizer he could. He ended up with 17,700 bottles. And he, sold, he sold a decent yeah, amount online, and then eBay shut him down, Amazon shut him down. But now the state of Tennessee forced him to donate all of it. Eight <laughs> came by with U-Hauls and filled three U-Hauls full of the bottles. Oh, so fuck. He's making no money off it. Uh, he had to donate all of it. Fuck him. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah good on you. I, can you imagine being like Will Smith in I Am Legend and you're like, if that one guy in fucking Tennessee just didn't hoard the goddamn PRL, we'd have been fine. Yeah. I was looking into how you make your own. I was like, I got isopril alcohol to clean my fucking bong and shit. So, like, what do I mix that with to clean my goddamn hands? Oh, yeah, Naomi. It was funny because uh, Naomi already had a bottle made before any of this happened. Like, uh-huh. I didn't realize that was just something she did was make her own uh, hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah, that's when you need a, a weird holistic girlfriend. Where she's like, oh, yeah, I make hand sanitizer. It's just aloe and agave and some uh some what is it and some essential oils yeah and, and it smells like lavender like fucking purell doesn't smell like lavender give me a squirt the one thing i have liked about this is um i've gone on this intense rabbit hole of uh documentaries that aren't even necessarily good but they're very entertaining to watch like ones that like let's say you and i made a documentary we could just put on amazon no problem like i watched this one on uh the history of professional rollerblading which is pretty incredible huh. and it's one of the worst made documentaries of my life because they had like the most famous rollerbladers ever who i don't know who any of them are but um it's like there's no music in the documentary there's a bunch of wind while they're recording it's like the documentary represents 
the life of professional rollerblading perfectly because it's just very sad. The pro <laughs> rollerbladers are addressing the whole like skaters beating us up and stuff. <laughs> the, fruit, the whole fruit booting thing, which made me laugh a lot. Like one of the greatest fruit boats. Like one of my favorite jokes as a kid was like, what's, uh, what's worse than telling your dad you're gay, telling him you're a rollerblader. Like that was yeah. a classic. That was a classic joke, and it's just it's just such a horrible, awesome documentary. And it's like I think they had like one year in the X Games, so that was their heyday where they were like actually making money. Yeah, but oh no, it's a uh, it's a um, what's the worst part about rollerblading? Telling your dad you're gay. Okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I tweaked it, but I found so there are a lot of like really bad documentaries, and I found this one that I've actually watched three times. And it's really good in a weird-ass way. It's called The Professional, the Stevie Blatt story. And it's just... It's Stevie just this, Blatt? It's this guy, he's like in his mid-20s. He lives in Pennsylvania. And he has a party company where he like... He DJs weddings. He dresses up as Spongebob for kids' parties. He does landscaping. And he lives with his mom. And he's super neurotic and weird. And basically the whole documentary is him just going to a storage unit trying to, I don't know, trying to organize shit. And it sounds like the worst documentary ever, but it's so unbelievably engaging. And it's so <laughs> weird. His, he hates his mom and he always fights with his mom, but she's the one who like has paid for him to have this company and actually has the money. And she lost, his brother died when he was little, so the mom's really controlling. So even though this kid's an adult... Like, if it's raining outside, she'll be like, don't go to the DJing job. You can't go. And he'll listen to her. So he, like... Has it's a bar mitzvah. He's, he's going to be a man, Mom. He needs, so he, he needs Nellie's It's Hot in Here. Yeah. But he can't, like, run a successful business because he keeps canceling gigs. And it's just such a weird, awesome story. And uh, it's like some dude just, you know, it's very amateurly made. Uh, but... I'm Facebook friends with the guy now, Stevie, so I get to follow his saga, and he's very dramatic. <laughs> his saga. Dude, it's his anthology. <laughs> For the last week, he's been threatening to kill himself because his mom... Of course he is. Of course he is. His mom's downsizing, and he has to leave. He has to leave the house where he lives, and he got a fiancé, but then the fiancé dumped him because... So I'm just saying... Dude, this is a real Ignatius Riley, this guy. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Mom, I can't get a job. Have you have you seen a job? His his problem though is he's like truly a master of none. Where like if he just focus on like just DJing and magic, he might be good. But he's like, I do magic. I do this. I do DJs. I do landscaping. And it's just such a. It's only like an hour long. I highly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prom. Prime. Hey man, I I usually don't give this advice, but put all your eggs in one basket, please. Yeah, that's how it is exactly. Like he goes. It's it's hard to explain, but it's also exact. It's basically him just going to storage units and getting Chick Fil A drive through. It's called the professional, the Stevie Blatt story. Yeah, I got it right here. Um, Stevie Blatt's B L A T Z. Yeah. Um, I'm watching a clip now where he's dressed as a bunny rabbit. Yeah. Yep. But right now he just broke up with his yep. fiance and he's online selling everything. So if you need like a smoke machine or a you know. Some costumes, some snow removal stuff. Get on it. Unfortunately, I do not. Um, that's about all I got for this episode. That's it. All right, I got a. Um, I have a news update. 
what you got? Uh, wait, wait. This just in. Breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. All right. Um, so you remember that guy um, that ch- challenged his uh, wife and subsequently her lawyer? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, to a duel? Um, I think the quote, what is it? Um, to rend their souls from their bodies is what he said. Yeah, so this is in Iowa. Uh, the guys, if you guys haven't heard, go back and listen to the old episodes. But we covered this guy in the past. Fan favorite. He, um, so essentially, oh, he's, ever. he's the man. His uh, wife is just, or more so her lawyer that he's also paying for probably, is just butt-fucking him in court <laughs> over the divorce. So um, he's like, give me time. I'll make swords. We'll end all this in uh, some trivial combat. Um, so this is just, uh, news as of, I believe last Friday, um, the judge, uh, so the mother, <laughs> the woman, the lady, the divorcee, uh, asked the judge to suspend his custody rights and order a psychiatric evaluation. <laughs> um, so not good news for right now. So I'll probably, I mean, I got nothing but time on my hands. This guy just found a powerful ally and quarantined Mitch. I'm going to start some type of campaign. I'm going to spam uh, the web. Um, I'm going to fuck up Reddit pretty hard. I would. Of... This guy, and he's in the right state of mind. Oh, yeah, especially with Grunt Game of Thrones and like shows like Vikings and all this bullshit being so hot. I feel like a man doing something this honorable should be respected, and it shouldn't be seen as something crazy. Especially... No, he's, acknowledging, he's even acknowledging it's ridiculous. He's just saying this whole divorce is ridiculous because I'm getting butt-fucked by this lawyer. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, he's like, this is such a like a silly, like antiquated system we're dealing with that I'm gonna I'm gonna go even more antiquated and talk to a blacksmith about weapons. And then she pulled the whole 21st century like it's that thing that like Johnny Depp was doing on the Amber Heard tapes. If you listen to those, where he just has um, oh um, Mel Gibson's wife had the same energy, or Donald Sterling, that girl that he said that racist shit too it's yeah. that energy of when you know you're being recorded you know what i mean where it's like yeah. i don't know not see why you're acting so crazy it's like, you made me like this you're a whore suck my dick in a hot tub you're a whore but she's she's just like maintaining level-headedness and you're like just knowing you're the one recording this conversation it's that kind of like energy where she's like Clearly, like, they were, like, throwing plates at each other and, like, you'll never see your fucking kids. And then all of a sudden he challenges her to fucking sword combat. And she's like, I don't know why he's acting this way, Your Honor. Uh, maybe you maybe you should suspend custody. And he's like, yeah, you fucking bitch. Him. Yeah, and then he goes Mel Gibson on her. He's like, you fucking, you Jew bitch. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's just a, a little news update. And then also a correction. From uh, last episode, I believe, we were talking about um, Roll on Ron. Remember that I told you that guy, we were talking about assemblies? Um, the people that would like come to our schools oh, and like, yeah, do yeah. cool shit. Um, so I told you about the guy who like showed up with, um, I said he had no arms and no legs. And he gave us like an inspirational story about how he, like, he got his degree and then like painted with his mouth. And then like sadly told us he could be selling his paintings in the lobby of the gym. Um but I looked him up. Um, a friend reminded me his name was Roll on Ron. So I Googled him. His name is Ron Hagee. 
and uh, he broke his neck the day before his 18th birthday in a surfing accident. So he has his limbs. He's just full quadriplegic. And on his website, he says, uh, but I, uh, I chose to never give up. After receiving a master's degree, never says what the master's degree is in. I doubt it's in inspirational speaking. But uh, after receiving my master's degree, by typing with a stick in my teeth, I am now an inspirational speaker, mouth painter, author, father, and founder of a special needs camp located in Oregon, which has given me, which has given freedom to myself and numerous individuals to explore the wonderful outdoors. I'm also the founder of Life is an Attitude LLC. So um, just a correction, the guy did have his arms and legs and a master's degree, apparently. He won't tell us what. I went to like five different pages where he mentions he has a master's degree. They will not say what it's in. Well, and the key is he painted with his teeth. That's that's you got that message across. That's well, he got a master's degree typing with a pencil in his goddamn mouth, which is admirable to say the least. I have neck problems, and I didn't go through a four-year program typing shit with my teeth. So <laughs> yeah, figure out what his master's is in because that's a little suspicious. Well, so like he broke his he broke his neck surfing, which initially I was like, oh shit, that sucks, and that's kind of rad. Hats off to him. But then on the other hand, I was like. <laughs> You know, if you broke your neck, you're not that good at surfing, you fucking kook. <laughs> One thing, too, is, uh, yeah, they should say where he was surfing. Like, was it big waves or was it, like, three feet in Santa Monica? Yeah. <laughs> I like that I'm concerned about, like, what, what's your degree, What's your master's degree in, man? And you're just like, oh, was it Catalina? <laughs> was it the Great Barrier Reef? I mean, there's important questions here. What were the conditions of, yeah. Are you out in Ventura? You can't see shit in Ventura, man. Yeah, yeah. Was he, because he could have been a good surfer. But, I mean, the thing that sucks, though, is if he is a surfer, like, when you're a hardcore surfer, taking that away is, like, the worst thing on earth. Because people always will talk, like, like surfers who get attacked by sharks, like that chick who got her arm ripped off. Everyone talks about how she's a role model. She's a hero. It's like, no, she just fucking loves surfing, where she's willing to take that risk and continue surfing. Yeah. So if he's paraplegic, I wonder if they like set up like some like wheelchair surfboard for him or something like that. Well, some part of it is like there's probably like a euphoria that comes from like being like you need surfing. It doesn't even have to necessarily be surfing, but surfing is just the thing you found to fill that for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where people fucking ride their bikes yeah 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 exactly like motorcycle guys you know they, they all come from the same place and i think that's the problem we're dealing with right now for um comedy is all these people don't have friends outside of comedy it's their entire social structure <laughs> so when they see like flappers is having a virtual mic they're like oh i gotta do it i gotta i gotta talk to somebody you know what i mean because it's like such a you're like oh Every single night of my life is having a beer and talking to seven people that I wouldn't talk to unless we were in this same like weird pursuit together. Yeah, and I do have that feeling. Like I am very tempted to go do the flappers, Mike, but it's just it's so it's not comedy. You know what I mean? It's I don't yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's, it's so well, I don't, just you're better off instead of like signing up for this like a sponsored like venue, sponsored like open mic, just like. Do what we're doing. Do like a like a three or four person like split screen and like go over your act. Also, what I said on like the Marty's Instagram like group chat, I was like, dude, if we get quarantined for three weeks and you're still doing the same jokes, kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jesus fucking Christ. If we get literally quarantined 
it's it's literally a, a writer's retreat. You have to stay in your own house, but it's a writer's retreat, and you don't write a goddamn joke. Fucking fall off a cliff, dude. Yeah, it does suck. I'm I'm selfishly just like yeah, just wanting to get up and do it. Also, I had a set at the Improv on Tuesday that got canceled, and I don't know if I'll be able to get that back. Because imagine, uh, I'd, I'd bring it up for sure. <laughs> how many people are going to be like just ravenous, like at the gates when the Improv finally opens or the store yeah. opens again? You know. Mm-hmm. One yeah, thing it's going to be uh, not comedy related, but quarantine related. Watching a lot of uh, you know Netflix and been, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos and stuff. What's been pissing me off is I'm having a hard time focusing because no one in these shows is practicing social distancing at all. Everyone's getting all close to each other, and I have to like stop myself and be like, "Oh yeah, this was filmed. You know, this doesn't exist in their universe. They're not aware of the coronavirus." Oh yeah, or you watch movies from the '90s and they're just like smoking in airports. You're like, well, what about the terrorists? And they're like, oh, no, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what a different world. You just have to put it through your, like, contemporary filter. But you're like, oh, yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles. Of course they smoked in cars. Or how in, in movies now, because we're such, like, pussies with ratings, it'll actually say, like, for nudity, violence, and period smoking. Like, Oh, yeah. Be- so it's like, no, in the 1940s, everyone smoked. So this isn't smoking. It's period smoking no let me tell you this uh winston cigarettes they'll you can smoke them with your vagina we call it period smoking (laughs) just don don draper trying to sell fucking salems to pregnant women smoke them with your vagina i should watch that show i should watch mad men oh mad men's good oh i was also gonna say if you got any recommendations i mean i got hulu netflix amazon and uh disney oh also Canopy. Check out Canopy. Shout out Canopy. Uh, I've been getting into them uh, for the fans. Canopy with a K. It's basically just like Netflix for like film students. So they have some like mainstream shit up there, but it's also a lot of like very artsy and like indie films. But it's free. Um, I have it on Apple TV. I watched a few things today. This weird Korean movie. I gotta look up the name of it, but um, yeah, that's, that's another uh, I mean... Any free streaming service right now is a plus. Spencer? Where'd he go? Uh, uh, <laughs> you. Uh, you're all good. Um, but that's it. That's all I've got. Yeah. Sad. Uh, let's see. Oh, also, real quick, I have uh, gloves off to ISIS because they're, um, they're sending out memos for their, uh, their jihadis to not go to Europe. The disease ridden Europe. Um, they're sending out literal like memos within like <laughs> the terrorist organization to not go to Europe and get sick. So it's like, bro, you guys blow each other up. Like you, you, uh, you shoot up an area on a grande concert and you're scared of a fucking bacteria or yeah, a virus. That, yeah, the severity of the situation and the power of the liberal news media. I mean, that's uh... Well, fast forward two weeks, and those dudes were licking those shrines in Iran, and now Iran's number three on the infection list. You're like, oh, where's God now? Where's your Allah? Yeah, and there's that one chick who licked an airplane toilet seat. Fun times. Oh, fucking Christ. I remember when I was going to art school, on like my third day, um, security was just yanking this chick out of the men's bathroom. I was like, what the fuck happened? And the security guard literally just bluntly, he's like, she was doing cocaine off the toilet seat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, they'll take her to fucking jail. Don't do that. Yeah, sure, don't do that. Regular sink. Don't do it. There's, 
There's so many hard surfaces. Also, you All right. Some real quick, to, uh, over 30 years, uh, morning radio Los Angeles, K-Rock got rid of Bean, from, or Kevin from Kevin and Bean. They're done. And they gave him one day notice after over 30 years dead? serving the great city of Los Angeles. <laughs> I love Jeremy Beam just dropped some audio in there, but I have no idea what it was. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of crazy. That show fell apart, though. It has been. Um, I mean, you know, obviously you had like the peak years, I think maybe like 10 years ago. I feel like when I was like, I don't know, a kid just going to school. That's what I always listened to. And I loved it. They would, I mean, it's still stupid. It's morning radio. They would have, well, yeah, it's garbage, like morning zoo, terrestrial bullshit, but but like the best when they brought in Ralph Garman, I think that was like, um, brought it to like the next level. And that's when they got like nationally syndicated on everybody and, um, but I just, after listening to podcasts and satellite radio for so long, when I listen to like FM, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys even doing? Yeah. They're way behind the times. There's no way they're going to evolve. Uh, no, yeah. no. So, I mean, shout out to Kevin. Um, he hopefully just do what Anthony from Opie and Anthony did where he's just like sets up a podcast studio in his basement and has actual freedom to talk about what he fucking wants to. Instead of like, all right, you guys have seven minutes to talk about this, and then we got to mention uh, keys on Van Eyes. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, we got four minutes, and then you need a Cerritos Auto Square drop. Yeah, and uh, we got to have this. Yeah, I mean, I haven't listened to it in years. I just have a lot of nostalgia for Kevin and Bean from when I was a kid, like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I feel you. Well, shout out right. Kevin. Shout out Beam. Um, shout out Beam. Super producer Jeremy Beam at Beam Jeremy on Instagram. Hey, that's him. Um, shout out Tennessee and not Kentucky Beam. Um, we have uh, what is it at Robot Spencer on Instagram at Robot Spencer at Mitchell Fill Up at Hogo Pod. Comments, corrections, suggestions. Um, I might be doing some extra curriculars. Adding things to a YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to get the latest updates. Send us anything. Um, as far as the podcast goes, we have done. Um, what is it? Uh, I guess recommended suggestions, topics. Um, and you could be one of those lucky folks. But uh, as of right now, we're all on quarantine and I've got nothing to do. But what did I say I was going to do? Um, oh, help out that guy with his divorce. So um, I could use some followers for that. Other than that, I think uh, that's a Rapalino. As uh, Sonny Soprano would say. That's a Rapalazze. <laughs> <laughs>